What's up, everyone? Welcome back. We got another amazing video today with Brian, my cohort. We we're so excited about, you know, just jumping on here and talking to everyone about bull market portfolio strategies. Really, there's a lot to be excited about. So when we kick it off, Brian, I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, what's top of mind for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the bullish vibes that we're getting not only in the crypto market, but the NFT market. We've been talking about that for a few months now that we were going to see an increase in a movement in crypto and hopefully it starts to trickle over to the NFT market. And a lot of these top projects, uh, what was it like the top 30, top 30 projects were up at least 20% uh, over the past couple of days. So really exciting stuff, exciting for our bags, exciting for <laughs> uh nft nation and uh, it definitely feels like uh we're, we're in that market cycle we might be at the end of that like market psychology uh cycle with disbelief because i'm like even rubbing my eyes like <laughs> is this really happening i'm seeing double digit uh returns so um exciting stuff i i am getting bullish how are you feeling yeah i'm excited to see as much as a reversal in growth uh, to be honest versus that of meme coins and um, was it altcoins, because that's kind of what the trajectory has been for bull and bear cycles is, you know, money flows to Bitcoins, the king, then alts pop more than Ethereum, then Ethereum follows, and then NFTs, right? This is kind of like the first ever, like recovery or bull market start for NFTs. And we're like, oh, it's gonna take some time. But nope, yeah, there's a, I mean, I'm gonna share on my screen right now. There has been some big sales in the last week uh, starting off with a uh, Wenbin Yama. It's the uh, NBA. It's not even an NBA Top Shot. This is on so rare, and it sold for how much? It sell for one hundred and ten thousand dollars for one NFT. So that was exciting. And then we also this week we saw a CryptoPunk actually the Yuga Lab founder bought it. I just found out. I thought it was just some average Joe, but it was the Yuga Lab <laughs> founder who bought a CryptoPunk for a six hundred Ethereum, which is about one point one million dollars. So. Yeah, things are popping off. These are just single sales, but you know we'll get into it later. But really, project floors are doubling, and that's a little bit more. Actually, not a little bit, a lot more than like Ethereum and altcoins. Like I'll show you a couple. There's a couple of projects that popped 100, 200 percent. Yeah, and we've even on top of that, we've seen uh, the daily volume in NFTs go up. I think we did like twenty million yesterday, which you know yeah. a week or two ago we were right around five million. And so we're 4X that number. And another unique stat that I saw yesterday is, and it was just yesterday enough to check today, is that we've been seeing an increased number of unique wallets. So even though a lot of this money is still being cycled around by you know guys like us who just absolutely love NFTs and haven't left during the bear market, but we're starting to see some new wallets being created, which um, I think that's really a metric that obviously we want to see pop off. Yeah, I think it was like since June or something, we had the most wallets um, activate and come back. And that's exciting. And what I was most uh, uh, intrigued by is how all this fundamental news started with, you know, Catalyst from like starting of Elon. And I thought, oh, that was cool, you know. But then the Simpsons came on and and I didn't even notice, but it really popped things off. Like for NFTs, the Simpsons punks came out that did 2.2 million in, in secondary market sales. And that was like a free mint. Uh, and then just following those, like two new, those two minor, I would say, news catalysts, not even Bitcoin having or Bitcoin's by DTF, just an Elon on Joe Rogan and a Simpsons episode is all it takes for floors <laughs> to, to jump 30, 50%. I'm like, wait until we get into a bull market, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, it's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to jump right into, you know, portfolio strategies. Last week we talked about budgets. You know, we like to put our money where our mouths are. We don't want to just say, hey, this is what you should do. You know, this is really what, uh, strategies I apply for myself and I'm excited to apply them here in this next bull run because the last bull run changed my life financially in terms of NFTs and I think this bull run nothing I know this bull run is going to do the same so I'm really focusing in on my strategy for this next run and I'm excited to you know kind of share that and um, um, transparently show that to everybody so let me share my screen here uh, um, well I got to share a victory for Brian because uh, you know people don't like to share their own victories but um uh, what I'm pulling up here is uh, NBA Top Shot. So that's something that uh, Brian bought. Let me let me pull it up. Oh, here it is. Brian bought two packs of NBA Top Shots just for fun, and he pulled two of the highest valued NFTs from the pack. I mean, I'm so jealous. It's like it's close to like four hundred dollars, and you spent what one fifty, one forty? 
Yeah, about one hundred and fifty bucks, and uh, yeah, I, I once I first, once I opened up uh, the Wembley on my or no, it was actually Chet the first one. I was I was excited because you know I'm a big basketball fan and love Top Shot, and uh, I was like, damn, I really want that Wembley though. I really want them, and uh, that came in the second pack, so I was really excited to get that. And uh, I think uh, we talked a little bit about it offline yesterday, but I think I'm going to hold them for a while. I, I don't, I don't. I don't foresee me selling it for the profit right now. I don't know if that's a good or bad strategy. I mean, you always want to sell when the price is high, but those are two superstars, and I don't hate to own their rookie moments, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a few opportunities here, and we won't dive into NBA Top Shop that much, but um, something to keep in mind is when more supply comes in, and more supply will come on later on, so you have some time. Uh, and yeah, I just want to highlight that win because it, it took you like two clicks of a button, right? And um, I got some packs too, which I didn't open, but I think I'm going to open one here for everyone <laughs> to live witness. So right now I can sell my packs. I got it for what, $79. I could sell them for like close to $30 profit each, which I pro well, I, I'm not sure if I will do that. So I can take a guaranteed profit or I could roll my dice for Wembley. Uh, I think for, for the culture and for the content, I'm going to uh, open up a pack. So let me go to... One of these packs, and let me open one up. Oh, I think I one sold. Oh my god, that's okay. Okay, I'm disappointed. I just made thirty dollars for clicking two buttons. <laughs> you have more discipline than me, my friend. I would have cracked those packs all yeah. in one spot. I, I, whenever you're like, I'm gonna open them for the video. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I already opened mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll do one here for everyone. Let's crack one open, and I'll probably let's see. Okay, I, I might sell the rest. We'll see. I don't know. I might FOMO in, and we'll talk about that later on in the video, is uh, FOMOing. Okay, it says error, opening the pack. Um, okay, I might edit this part out if it takes a while. Let me try. That one probably is Wembley number one. <laughs> no, I didn't. I The Wembley number one was the one that um, I didn't get. It, it was certain packs that had it, so it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's not working right now. This is not good for the episode, but... Uh, <laughs> We'll just go back and say that I'm just going to sell these packs. <laughs> all right. So we have some issues opening the packs, which means that it's a sign. I need to sell all these packs and take auto profit and just buy a Wembley. I'm sorry, Wembley, uh, a Victor. Oh, what's this? <laughs> I'm just going to take the profit in these packs and buy a Wemby. That's, that's the signal that I'm getting. Cool. All right, cool. So um, just jumping right into my budget allocation. And can you see that on my screen, Ryan? Yep, looks good. All right, so this is this is this is really my portfolio allocation. This is not like <laughs> like some screenshot I took from someone else. And for me in 2021 bull run, I was like, oh, let me just dip my toe into NFTs. And my crypto allocation at that time was five percent, and it went up all the way to like like 33 percent of my portfolio. So right now, you know, through the downturn and the bear market, it still helps a substantial like 10 to 11 percent of my portfolio. And uh, funny enough, half of that is in crypto because I took a lot of profits. And I, um, I, I'm famously known, I think I'm famously known for not like, not saying not liking crypto, but selling all my crypto for NFT. So right now I have a bag of crypto and I'm just like, let me get rid of this thing <laughs> so I can just layer it into NFTs. Uh, so a lot of my allocation is in safe, boring stuff. And the reason I bring this portfolio up is not to brag or anything. I mean, there's not even a dollar amount on here. It's just to show people like, if you don't you know, right now it, NFTs are still kind of an emerging asset class, right? Although it is mirroring alternate assets that have been around for hundreds of years, right? Uh, it's still emerging. So meaning that you shouldn't really risk like your, like all your hard earned money, right? You shouldn't take like 90% of your kid's college fund and dump in NFTs, Brian, unless you think so. I mean, you got four kids. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I've, uh, I don't have as much real estate as you and I probably have a little bit more holdings within crypto, uh, eating up that end of the side of things. But I, I agree, you know, NFTs are still speculative in nature and it's, you know, there's a lot of volatility and we, we can talk about this later on, but volatility I always says, you know, there's more opportunity as well, but, you know, everything can go to zero or it could pop off 100x. You know, if something could go to a 10, 20, 100x, it's just as likely it could go to zero as well. So you definitely want to, you know, be safe with your funds. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. But definitely have a plan is something that I believe a lot of people don't have. They don't have like a budget, right? And and this is just a showcase. I do have a budget. Every single month, I'm putting money into uh, either crypto and NFTs, actually more NFTs. But it's a very safe amount where 10% of my portfolio goes to Zilch. 
I'm not going to be happy, right? But yeah. it's not going to hurt my pocketbook. Like I don't actually, I don't even own that much real estate. It's all real estate syndications and stocks, you know, so real estate, you know, um, type assets. So, you know, if I owned, owned that much real estate, I would not be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super bullish about NFTs. Uh, last bull run, it popped up to 33% of my portfolio before I kind of rebalanced it uh, and taking profit is something we'll talk about. And nice. in this bull run, I think is going to, my goal is to have my NFT and crypto allocation pop up hopefully up to 50% of my portfolio. I think it can happen um, because we're seeing those type of movements that uh, are, are outpacing kind of like meme coins and, and altcoins. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. So the first thing is having a budget. Um, and then really, I'll just talk about like a few of the projects that I'm going to get into and um, spend a little bit more time on. Uh, we already highlighted it. Uh, and on the screen, you, some of you guys can see it's just NBA Top Shop. I'm pretty bullish on this platform overall. You can see that just with a, you know, few clicks of a button, uh, I just made like 120 bucks, no, $150. <laughs> and that's just one day from when this launched, right? Like it could definitely could be worth more in the future. And right now I'm pretty bullish on NBA Top Shop. I'm actually individually looking into, you know, individual NFTs within NBA Top Shop. Like I think Steph Curry is very undervalued. Uh, so mm -hmm. if, if there's um, people out there that's like a Warriors fan, like me, don't hate on me. <laughs> like there, his top shop debut is $435. So it uh, sounds like right. a lot, but at the peak, it was thousands of dollars. And that's something that I might buy. I have one. Uh, I bought it for like 350. I might buy like 10 more, you know, that really depends on, you know, uh, you know, stay tuned, you know, watch it in later videos. Maybe um, I'll disclose how many I buy uh, versus other projects. Right. So that's one project I'm pretty bullish on and um, continue to be bullish on. Another one is OnChain Monkey. So OnChain Monkey, we talked about actually last last time we were on the call together, Brian. I was like, oh, think about LeBron James debuts or OnChain Monkeys. Well, guess what? I chose neither and I got left in the dust. <laughs> so OnChain Monkeys went from 0.9. You can check out on the last video. We talked about this. I mean, it was on the screen, I think. It was 0.9. Now it jumped up to 2.06, which is just, uh, this is what we're talking about. It outpaced meme coins and altcoins. And that's because it's uh, non-fungible, you know, it's unique, you know, versus like, you know, your theorem and whatnot, you know, people kind of vibe with these things. So there's been sales of 2E, you know, all the way up until a few hours ago. And this is something I'm still bullish on. I think this can catch Pudgy Penguins. I think this can catch maybe even Bored Ape Wednesday. And the reason being is because it's, it's on chain. It's, it's different than Yuga. It's all the servers can go down and, you know, if it ever fires back up, you know, or um, the JPEGs won't. The, the images will not ever go away because it's on the network. It's on the Ethereum network. And this month in November, and that's probably why the price movement up, um, they are bridging it with Bitcoin. So if you have, if you own an on-chain monkey you, on your Ethereum, you'll get the Bitcoin on-chain monkey for free. So that's another bullish news case. Uh, no, I'm not affiliated with them. I'm not, I'm not sponsored with them. Although I did interview the founder one time in NFT Seattle. <clears throat> so... Uh, that's one thing I'm excited about. I'm bullish on. I might still pick one up. Uh, for those people who think, well, a lot of people, it's it's out of it's kind of actually out of reach for a lot of people, right? Four or five thousand dollars is nothing to sneeze at. They have a smaller, the secondary collection that's followed its price movement upwards. It's called uh, On Chain Monkey Karma. It's more of a uh, I don't know, visually appealing uh, uh, section um, child brand of On Chain Monkey, but it shares all the same mechanisms and whatnot they have like a six million dollar dow that is all nonprofit. so not only is it like artwork and profile pictures they actually do stuff like in the real world like they, they do stuff with uh unicef like they've done stuff like real things not like you know uh, oh you know this is good for pr no they're, they're like a serious nonprofit. so that's a uh, i just want to touch on that because i think profile pictures aren't going away right but it's it's for me it's a little bit riskier than let's say a steph curry uh, Steph Curry, you know, he's kind of like cemented as, I don't care what anyone says, number two in the, in the NBA rankings of all time. Um, so yeah, that's something that's a little bit different. Profile pictures, we've kind of seen like an ebb and flow this last year, right? Like people love it, people hate it. Uh, actually, a lot of um, people moved away from it, right? So, but I believe we're going to see a lot of profile pictures pop off. They're just a little bit more risque. So I think on-chain monkeys kind of like one of the safer ones. And then, of course, you know, um, Clone X is one of my favorites personally. So just to show you kind of like what the sentiment is, um, I'll scroll down here if you guys can see on the screen. Uh, so I actually made an offer, like four thousand three hundred bucks for this uh, clone, 
uh, yesterday, right? And I, and I, I messaged you, Brian. I was like, hey, Brian, I yeah. made this offer on this clone. And just today I wake up and there's like nine offers above me. That's like pretty much shows the bullishness of not only this collection, but just the NFT sentiment overall. Because people are offering close to, um, not the floor price. This is not a floor clone. This is above floor for sure. Like the floor clone is like 1.3, yeah. 1.4, 1.5. So people are bidding. Like people want stuff for themselves. Um, and not a Clonex, you know, endorser by any means, but uh, they are backed by Nike and they have done, you know, millions of dollars of sales in the bear market. So I'm bullish for people who build in the bear. OnChain Monkey is one of those. Clonex is one of those. So those are the ones I'm pretty excited about. Um, so sports profile pictures, I'm going to definitely get more in, um, not get more into, just have a little bit more exposure uh, this year for sure. Things that I'm bullish on. Art and up and coming artists. Those are that's something that Brian, you've gotten me into more so than uh, than you know. It's not my expertise, but I'll let you take that one later on. I definitely am getting into more NFT art. If I had to choose like an NFT artist, uh, it would be this guy right here, Morikami Flowers. <laughs> Morikami, he hasn't had much art. Like I think if he had like art, it would just be like absolutely insanely high price. Like. Yeah. He has a collection right here of 10,000 flower art, but unlike, you know, like the Chromie Squiggles or the Matt Canes or even the Faywoles or, um, you know, different artists that do things with Sotheby's and Christie's, you know, he hasn't done any NFT specific art per se. He, well, maybe because he's just an, an artist in the real world <laughs> and he just sells like real art. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to look for him if he launches something. If not, I'm just going to get a flower. Uh, these, this actually popped up also. It went you know, a little bit higher in the floor price. Uh, but we'll actually touch upon art actually a lot more. We're going to make a, a call you know, for everyone watching this uh, at the end of the video. So stay tuned to the end for that uh, about a art platform that we're actually pretty excited about. Um, so we'll dive into art a little bit more. And the last thing before I kick it over to Brian, I know I'm going a little bit long. Sorry, Brian. Is, um, You're great. I, I think because, um, you know, pre profile pictures had their heyday, right? And then sports is always going to be there as collectibles. It just makes sense and art. So what I think is going to really pop off this year, we're really going to see a lot of movement in utility NFTs. Like there's going to be yeah. a lot of people that, a lot of businesses, right? So here's one, uh, Boba Guys, they implemented on Solana, uh, a loyalty program. And what's interesting is that they've increased their business, you know, 1,400%, spending over 1,000% due to these loyalty programs on the blockchain. And these are actually, you know, ROI, you know, um, pluses, right? The plus EV. 800% ROI, 65% um, increase in spending for those who have, you know, the loyalty program on the blockchain. And I can see companies like Chipotle, you know, I'm not sure if you know this, Brian, but Chipotle has a, uh, oh, you can eat Chipotle card. I, 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 I didn't know that. You didn't know that? They give them to like, Cardi, they give them to celebrities like, like Cardi B and like Taylor Swift. And it's only good for one year. And people sell these things online. So anyways, what I'm saying is that People would buy these things. Like, if you can get, like, my wife, if she she loves boba, if you don't know what boba is, Brian, you're missing out in life. It's basically this tapioca drink that's delicious. <laughs> I, I, it's surprisingly enough. I, my wife's birthday was this past weekend, and we got her a birthday cake at a, a place that specialized in boba. And me and my kids, I've had it before, but my kids never had it. And we had, uh, oh no, the brown sugar, oh, no. uh, boba, I believe. And, uh, they they were bouncing off walls. Not gonna lie, <laughs> they were. I was like, I was like, there's a lot of sugar in here, but they loved it, I, and I enjoyed it as well. So it's yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, it's like a staple in my wife's diet. <laughs> it's like the sixth food group or whatever. But they're doing <laughs> they're doing loot boxes and, and and NFTs and things like that. So if there's something that gives you, I don't know, free boba for a whole year, she might buy that. What I'm saying is, utility NFTs are really gonna pop off. Like we've seen people dabble, like Coachella did a lifetime Coachella NFT that unfortunately got swept away with FTX. <laughs> um, one thing that, you know, that's going to pop off is, yeah, there's, there's so many businesses like Luthanzia Airlines, or they're, they're allowing staking for like, you know, airline miles. They're opening up secondary market for airline miles and points. And I'm a big credit card points guy. Like that's like a whole billion dollar market. Like I, I see a lot of movement going in there. 
uh, Fly Fish Club, you know, Gary Vee's opening up his exclusive restaurant. Like these utility NFTs are quietly building businesses, right? Like they have to kind of integrate it in the business more tastefully than a profile picture you could just spin up, right? Like, so I believe a lot of utility NFTs going to pop off. There'll be, there'll be opportunities there for people to, you know, really do well. Um, it's kind of like a quiet sector, but I think that's um, something else that's going to be um, pretty big. Other than that, I'm just going to, those are like the top things, you know, that I'm going to continue to invest into. Uh, any if I make any bigger moves, I'll definitely let people know. But I'm gonna you know DCA into parties those top projects I just mentioned. Uh, so that's kind of like you know where my ten percent of my budget is gonna go to. You know, it's not a little bit of money; it's thousands of dollars. But I I know that it's going to, uh, well, not gonna say for sure it's gonna ten x right. But I believe what I'm gonna pick a lot of those is gonna make multiples even higher than meme coins and altcoins. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, so Brian, I'm gonna kick it over to you. Yeah, man. Uh, you want me to share my screen and a yeah, few yeah, of the projects I'm into? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess I would just start like some of the projects I'm going to talk about are projects that a few that I definitely own that I'm looking to get more exposure to um, during that I've been watching through this entire bear market and a few of them have popped off and some other ones I'm just definitely interested uh, with. But let me show you my share my screen. Uh, you know, one project here that just popped up, the initial one that popped up, I do think uh, kind of we've talked about the new meta is the gaming meta and trends overall. Mm -hmm. And one of the I, this was a cusp call a few weeks ago. Um, the interesting about thing about this entire project is just the backing they have financially. They have a stellar team. Their game is currently being worked in the beta. And we, we interviewed uh, one of the founders and had just you know, came, came away from that podcast really impressed with how methodical they are about the entire game plan. So I have a, I have a pretty large bag of um, these prime uh, NFTs, you know, and I, I think the art's really cool on a lot of them. You can see there's a pretty wide variety of different prices and you could probably go back to the cusp and, you know, identify like some of the differences between them. But I think the art's stellar in being able to utilize these uh, in gameplay down the line is only going to increase the value uh, overall. So I'm going to look personally to get more exposure to Parallel. And even though this is an NFT podcast, they do have the Prime token. And that's something I've been watching pretty closely as well. I kind of feel like if the game's going to pop off overall, the token could follow. So something I definitely let our community know any future moves I have. But I, that's the way I'm thinking um, through some of this gaming meta and one of the projects I'm really interested in. Uh, another one is uh, NFL uh, DraftKings Rainmakers. I think it's a stellar project. I think uh, you could, we've talked about this. This is also another cusp call uh, where you could almost invest in player stocks similar to NBA Top Shot. But there's utility behind this because you can make lineups every week, you can buy, sell, and trade these with friends. And there's a lot of prizes and cash prizes you can win weekly by, you know, starting with um, the DraftKings Rainmakers set. I do think that they have a multi-year deal with the NFLPA, so the project's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So that's another one that I have my eyes on, uh, kind of in the sports gaming side of things. Uh, let's get over to art. You talked a little bit about art. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out another cusp call. And it hasn't exactly popped off since our cusp call. The floor is, what, 0.118 right now. Um, is the friendship bracelets by Artblocks. Artblocks is one of the most well-known generative art platforms in the entire uh, world uh, by Snowfro, who's, you know, the founder of it. But you can kind of see uh, these are just common friendship bracelets. And then if you ever go peel back to the cusp, you can see some of the palettes and how every palette is named after uh, a supporting artist on the platform. So in my mind, I do think there could be utility behind this. This has never been mentioned. But if you want to get the next Snowfro drop on Artblocks, you may have to own his friendship bracelet line. So something I'm definitely interested in and something I'll click on this Artblocks here, I think is really cool. We talk about utility all the time with art. I love how it's animated, but if you click through you can actually create the exact uh, friendship bracelet, which is a lot of fun. You know, I have kids, we kind of picked ones that they really liked and I liked, and uh, we made the actual physical friendship bracelet. And, uh, you know, it gives you step-by-step -step instructions exactly how to do it, how to create it. Uh, so for an art, um, for an art uh, NFT, I do think friendship bracelets 
are something we could actually see to two, three, four X in the bull market. You know, when generative art starts even kicking up again in art blocks, you know, everyone's rushing to those mints. I do think this is almost like a native token on their platform. Mm -hmm. And I could see these being 0.3, 0.4 ETH eventually again. So that's a, that's one that I've been dollar cost averaging in slowly. Uh, you know, every time, you know, a pallet that I don't have falls onto the floor or a bracelet I like, I may scoop up. Uh, another one I want to share with the group, I don't want to go too long. I have a giant list, is one of my favorite artists. And you could probably see this be a cusp uh, score sooner rather than later. But this is by Ak, um, Alpha Centura Kid who's a really well-known artist. I personally say he's like on the God tier of digital artists with mm. like X copy and guys like that. But this is his great color study. And this is just a full set. He's really well-known for like performance art. The unique thing behind this great color study was you kind of almost like he didn't even really tell you what you were minting. And this is about a year ago. And we all went in and we minted this project. We just were following him because he was an artist I liked. And he gave us a Max Payne version two. So mm. it's X copies Max Payne. Nice. And he's like, oh, I rugged all of you. Ha, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. It was like performance art. And I was like, did this guy really just take my money and run? Well, what he was doing behind the scenes was developing this set. And I think he's such a great artist. Um, I do believe that this complete set could be worth quite a bit of money eventually as he develops as a digital artist and kind of gets put into that like Mount Rushmore of digital art. You can see some of the price points are really reasonable. I personally have a couple full sets of this project and something I'm going to be, continue to get some exposure on. Nice. And last but not least, let's talk a little bit about PFPs. Uh, we talked, we've talked, um, We've talked about PFPs and how the meta's kind of changed towards like gaming and uh, utility and art. Well, Campi Pandas was a project who has a really stellar team behind them. Uh, kind of an expensive floor right now, but they've been chopping between 0.7 and 1.5 for a long time. And they have some of the biggest partnerships in the entire NFT world. Uh, always giving back to their holders. Always, you know, they have an NCAA bracket. They have Super Bowl tickets they give away every year. The team's just really engaged. And they're they're fun PFPs. So the community's really lively. There's not a lot of um there's not a lot of uh turnover with the project, but you can see it did hit a pretty high point, but it's starting to grind back up here. So that's a project I'm definitely hot on. And just to call out a couple more, um, I'm definitely looking at PFP projects. I'm a doodle holder. I spent a lot of money on my doodle and never sold it. So I'm a little underwater on the doodle I personally own, but makes me want a dollar cost average in when we're looking at, you know, 2.2 ETH is a lot of money. But doodles just recently kind of hinted that they're coming out with some new plans. I think they're just a really attractive, friendly brand. And they have a runway of money. And that's something we want out of these teams is that they have a plan and some money for backing. So projects like Doodles, V Friends, uh, Series One, and even Moonbirds are kind of all chopping around the same price. And they're they're just projects overall, PFP projects, I should say, that I'm definitely keeping a close eye on. Uh, for instance, it's like this hoodie Moonbird uh, is speaking to me a little bit right now. I love these hoodie Moonbirds. But again, that's that's a team that's really trying to push forward. They call themselves like the art collector PFP. Mm -hmm. If you own their uh, if you own their uh, NFT, you get you know access to certain art drops and right. specialty uh, meetings and things along those lines. So just to, I'll stop sharing just so we can kind of chat through it. But those are projects that I definitely have my eyes on. Are blue chip projects like Doodles, V Friends, Moonbirds that have a lot of money, the teams are there, the teams are staying and they're trying to build out a long-term plan. And I think those are some projects from 2021 that could run in the next bull run. Yeah, no, I like the diversity we have because we have totally different interests and there's opportunities for anyone within any project, I would say. If you know that project well enough, like you can definitely just, uh, what is it, arbitrage better than other people. Like there's there's a lot of movement in the NFT world. So yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited to see 
you know, your, uh, what your moves you're going to make for, you know, this bull run coming up. So I'm excited to kind of uh, not FOMO after you, but uh, <laughs> I like hearing your wins because it's a lot bigger than mine's. I remember when you sold the Velocity Pass uh, from um, Red Bulls Racing. I love F1. I'm like, man, you made $1,000 off of that in like a week. And then now with the Wemby win, I'm like, oh my God, okay. Uh, just tell me what to buy, Brian. Brian, just tell me what to buy. <laughs> better, better, better lucky than good. Uh, uh, but but we'll take it. You know, one I one I forgot to mention, just because I felt like I was sharing. Oh, someone just bought that Moonbird hoodie right off the screen. Just saw it disappear. <laughs> they heard you. Not, yeah, they're not. It, it, yeah, I really liked it. Whoever got that, that was a good buy. Um, a floor hoodie there. Anyways, uh, we talk about Jack Butcher in Opepin a lot, and you know, you and I have talked about that project a lot, and that, that's one where I think unrevealed Opepins. Yeah. are an opportunity i even mentioned it on the last podcast and we saw a slight uptick in the floor but personal portfolio i'll let the nft nation know but more likely within the next you know few weeks to month that i'll, I'll probably buy some unrevealed opepins just to kind of roll the dice on what some of the announcements i'll have for an artist yeah, I never really appreciated the dynamics of the Opepin project. And even though it was part of a, a Cusco, actually, the NFT Nation, a while back, actually. And mm -hmm. and that it's like a multi-year, I don't know how many years, right? Is it, is it one a week or is it one a month, like um, the randomization? Um, I, I don't I don't know if there's actually a set time frame. Huh. That's the thing that makes it a little tricky, unless I miss something. But it's definitely not one a week. It's it's at least one a month, once every six weeks. Because mm -hmm. so, you'll see that project floor dip. And that's mm -hmm. when I, I'd love to give NFT Nation a heads up like, hey, I like where this is going. It's been kind of hanging around the 0 0.4, 0 0.45 range for unreveals, which is actually a pretty good price in my mind. But if we don't hear news for a week or two, you know, crypto and nft days are like dog years you know it's <laughs> yeah. uh we could see that maybe dip where i'll buy more than one i'll yeah. i'll probably i usually buy in threes if i can't not not high end like two eth moonbirds but something under a half an eth or even minting i used to always mint in threes one to hold long term one to sell, flip right away if news comes out and one to kind of like pick my spot yeah, and off the cuff, that's really interesting. And we should probably dive into strategy a bit more with our community. But that's something you almost have to dollar cost average because we don't know when the announcement is, right? So you kind of need like a, a lower baseline buy-in price versus just one high-end one. And buying three or more, I might even buy 10 of them. Uh, you, can, you can not guarantee, but like almost, I would say, hit... Uh, a, a mini bull, a mini, what is it? Um, Pre-reveal, pre-FOMO, run-up, cuss effect, as we call it, cuss up, because it happens all the time. It's not even like if, it's when it will happen, right? So yeah. that's the dynamic that I didn't appreciate. Or, and I knew, but I never knew he did it with um, collaborations. Like he started, I think one of the biggest collaborations that made the bullish news was Pudgy Penguins. That was one of those that kind of kicked yeah. off. Like, oh, he's doing collaborations. Because before it was just like, you know, him doing art. And now he's doing other stuff. And what if he does one with Beepa one day, right? So that's something that uh, is a, a strategy that people utilized in 2021 that was popular. But with certain projects like this, or even, you know, the Velocity series, people don't know the Velocity series is the same thing. They, there was four art projects, but they did not reveal who the artist was. And they just reviewed the last artist was uh, Jack Butcher. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the creative old Pepin. So that had a run up and you sold it beforehand. But you know what? I think it's good for you because it, it's uh, kind of like topped out. But those are perfect examples of like, you know, sell on the news, right? Which you did. You, you capitalize on that $1,000 gain. And with Opepins, it's like, well, let's just wait till it comes back up again. You know, it's like kind of like it's going to happen all the time. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed win, but it would almost seem that way when, you know, people get bored and you just dollar cost average in. And then, you know, on the, on the, cus on the run up on the next announcement, you can just sell into the news and just never even review uh, the NFT, you know, so. Um, so that's very, very interesting. So uh, if people get confused, don't worry, you know, just listen further. We'll break it down, you know, uh, what that project really is. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. My, uh, what I'm kind of gunning for is have some unrevealed opepins in my portfolio, have, you know, five, 10 of them and just fingers crossed because he announced what uh, Pudgy Penguins, he did a collaboration with Snowfro and I, I and those are such big names out there right now. I have a feeling that as we get farther down the line, we might see an X copy. Mm. We might see an act. We might see a Beeple. And if Beeple is doing, you know, is, is announced, 
these things will fly. They'll go 20, 30, 40%. But that, that's, that's the risk we're taking. You know, that's, that's an educated risk that I'm willing to take that I like Jack Butcher's plan. I know he's not going to rug us. I, I know he has a long-term vision for the project. I know other artists want to work with him. I mean, it's not just, it's a benefit both ways. So it makes me really want to lean into these unrevealed more than the revealed. And I mean, there's ones that are revealed on the platform that I think are really attractive, but I'm kind of trying to gamble a little bit by, by making some ETH on the next run up. Yeah. Yeah. I might do the same. Uh, so that's, yeah, nice. This was unplanned, but uh, I just made a, a buy choice on live here. <laughs> and it kind of sure just, just pushed me over the edge thinking through the mechanics of, you know, what Opepin does, right? On a time frame of collaborations and historically, we could kind of look back and kind of see these runs and before we make a decision. But uh, this is great. This is great because it really helps point us to, you know, what the cuss call is this week. And we talk a lot about cuss, which is, you know, kind of our community's way of finding good projects before they come up. And art is something that a lot of people don't know how to get into. And I'll just share my screen really quickly. But uh, this came across our board just recently, more recently. But they've been doing stuff for a while, even in the bear market up to 2020, even started 2021. Yeah. And that's none other than the platform uh, Avant Art. And this platform is really unique because it works with artists to create print editions. You see right there, sculptures, <laughs> collectibles, studio works, all works. So they have a lot of interesting stuff coming out. Um, and what's happening is kind of like what Opepe is doing, right? Collaborations are a really big thing, but what this platform does a little bit different is, you know, gives you an NFT alongside a physical, which is, I don't think we're going backwards, right? Like, <laughs> but you know, physical does take space. So you kind of, you know, but it is good if you are a collector that really wants to showcase physically your artwork, then, you know, that's a good, good, um, you know, this is a good platform to have those two things. Yeah, I, I love that idea. And that was something that attracted me to NFTs originally, almost how the, the NFT was the blueprint to the physical. And to have both, to have both connected is from just a collector is just extremely attractive to me. Um, you know, we, we'll talk more about this platform, but I love the idea of being able, I mean, I, I made my own squiggle physical. <laughs> I wish that was from Artblocks. I would have paid thousands for it. And I'm never going to sell my digital version. And I would love to have a physical that would be, would accompany that forever. Um, just something I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. There's things that I don't want to sell. And thankfully it's on a blockchain. I don't have to worry about a fire or anything like insurance or anything like that. Uh, as long as I got my private keys. Okay. So uh, to highlight this, this uh, platform a little bit, and what really is highlighting itself because it's trade is chosen, chosen great collaborators, uh, CryptoPunks, Yuga Labs. Uh, one thing I want to highlight is Dimitri Traniak. Uh, Dimitri Traniak, uh, he did a big drop during the bear market that sold out millions and millions of dollars. And I just want to highlight the collaboration that he did with Avant Art. So he did a very specific uh, art piece um, to release with LACMA, which is the Los Angeles Museum. And he did it all for charity. He launched, um, I think, like 700 pieces that all sold out. It says right here, $872 um, for like 600-something pieces. I have it pulled up here. So right now, there's about, you know, 539 owners of this. Is my screen not changing? Can you see it? Uh, it's not changing, actually. All right, let me refresh it real quickly. Uh, maybe something here. And Dimitri, Dimitri Chernak to just uh, jump on on top of that is uh, he is one of the most well-known, yeah, ringers right there, well-known yeah. projects. So that's the, a little different, but I think it's a 32 ETH floor on OpenSea. Um, and they had the, the goose ringer that sold what for millions right. of dollars. Uh, it looked like a goose just randomly generated. It looked like a goose and whoever minted that is uh, right. definitely has a moat around their house now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for those that I forgot to mention, thanks, Brian. Ringer, Ringers is the collection that uh, Dimitri Traniak was well-known for, and the Goose one made headlines for sure. And this is an iteration uh, for benefit, for, for nonprofit, for a charity, for LACMA. So these are just um, not one-on-ones, but they're like, uh, there's how many editions of this? There's like uh, 603 of these. Uh, but interesting thing here is that you got the physical print. So if you bought this for like 800 bucks, right, you got the physical print. And if I scroll down here, you know, if you take a look at the sales, just not only a month ago, I think this is when they launched, the NFT was selling for pretty much what the, the mid price was, even even higher yeah. than that, right? So like, um, yeah, above and beyond the, the so you pretty much if you minted this and you sold the NFT, you would get the physical 
you know, poster in the back for free, right? And you could have sold the NFT, depending on what you value more. I mean, you might value the NFT more, right? you know, but some people might just want the free poster in the back, right? So um, that's one thing to consider is that digital twinning kind of allows you to have the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, where you can have the physical if you want. If you don't like the NFT, you can sell it. Or if you don't like the NFT, you can sell that and keep the physical, you know? So it's really good, you know, dichotomy to have. So Dimitri hit, did his collaboration and um, here it is. Alpha Centauri Kid is doing another one with it. Avant Art. And, you know, Alpha Centauri Kid, like Brian mentioned, we'll talk more about in future videos, but um, he is doing one on November 22nd. Uh, which is in a few weeks. So me and Brian both entered and it's, it's one of 25. So even more limited than uh, Dimitri. So they're doing, you know, a lot of good collaborations. Curated art is something that I'm seeing because a lot of people don't know how to navigate. I, for one, don't know how to navigate all the different types of artwork out there, a lot of different types of generative art and how to appreciate it and things like that. Uh, so um, that's one I just wanted to highlight. Just kind of put a sneak peek in there. We're not going to talk about it today. <laughs> um, one that we will talk about today is a Louis Ponce. He has done a lot of work with uh, Sotheby's and Christie's. Uh, he has one-on-ones that sold upwards of like 12000 13000 uh, So this is the, whoever's watching this video, it will still have time um, to get in on this draw. And it ends in like almost two days. You can see a day in 20 hours. So this is his edition, one of 25. And it actually comes of a glow-in-the-dark physical poster so yeah it's really interesting <laughs> it's like a rave yeah yeah a lot of people think this passes the eye test and uh, so cool. this is a glow in a dark one uh, and just to hop back to alpha centauri kid alpha centauri kid is a like a, mo a like a moving one i don't even know how they're gonna send that to your house brian once you get it you know it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna move uh, so animate it right so i hope i get it <laughs> i hope i get it joe give right. me good luck there yeah yeah well i entered a draw also so you know you, you have double chances there. <laughs> so not, not cheap by any means, but not expensive depending on how you value art. Uh, I was just at the Asian Art Museum this last week and, you know, physical prints were selling for two dollars $3,000 with no NFT and just made me um, appreciate NFTs much more because, you know, uh, physicals is not bad, but, you know, NFTs is just, you know, that much better, in my opinion. So with Avent Art, uh, obviously not affiliated with them, just love what they're doing, love the collaborations that they're doing. They've sold out pretty much almost every single drop. So there's, there's demand there, even throughout the entire last two years, uh, it's been there. Um, their secondary market sales for NFTs are selling, as you saw, right, selling well beyond and above the, the, the cost, depending on artists, of course. So it's a, it's a good platform to doing something that's hasn't really been done, right? Like in a kind of sophisticated, interesting way, you know? Um, so let's give them like a score really quickly. And just to kind of highlight for everyone how we do it here, we, you know, rate them based on kind of their metrics here. Uh, so, you know, looking at the community, utilities, story, and producer, um, we won't, won't dive too much into that, but um, you want me to kick it off, Brian, or, or uh, you want to take, take one, of, one or two of these? Yeah, I'll take one or two of them. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go with the community. I'll start with the community and thinking through it a little bit. Uh, the name, I guess, the producer would be would be more a producer. Community wise, not it's not as well known of an art platform, no. so I would probably stay away from like any tens, nines, or even eights. Right. But it's a very strong community, um, and it's it's uh, it's really well known in the art circles, and they have some major artists that come onto that platform i mean major major blue chip guys so i i would lean towards an eight but let's 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 go with a seven i feel like a very strong seven would be a good community score yeah i'm along the lines here with you because they're the platform itself you know and you can't really base it on the discord number like there's only like a thousand active people on there but our people aren't aren't on there you know talking about their artwork yeah. every day uh, and a lot of these collectors come with their own community, right? So that's what's important. And we've seen, you know, exactly. th these artists bring their following and sell, their, sell out their uh, uh, collections. So definitely with you there. The reason it's not below average is because, you know, all these projects have sold out on there. Um, and it's not a non-functioning platform that does no demand. It's definitely there. So, uh, okay. I guess I'll take utility because I'm kind of known as a utility guy. I love utility of NFTs. And this one does have utility. It has the NFT uh, variation with it, right? And the physical good. So, you know, don't hate because people are like, oh, you, 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 some people want both. So you have the benefits of having the physical. But if that burns down, then you have the NFT that can token gate you into, you know, 
chatting with people who do love art, right? So it does have more utility than just uh, um, a profile picture collection, for example, um, because it does give you a physical also. So a little bit of love above average for me. Uh, interesting to see in the future if they're going to apply different um, mechanics. Like we know Nifty Gateway, they do a lot of burning stuff, right? With artists, right? They If you burn the NFT, you'll get access to uh, a different variation. I know Grant Yoon just did one of those for like, like This Life in Japan. So um, if they apply a lot of those different mechanisms, which they haven't done yet, then utility score to me will be a little bit higher. Uh, but I think utility is a strong six or seven for me. What do you give it, Brian? Uh, I would go with a seven. I think it's, I think, for, I think art's a utility at the end of the day. It, it's tough because like, you know, you want to go like gaming is like, of course, such a high, high score, but I would probably go with a seven because at the end of the day, you're, you're the part of the utility is having that piece in your collection and having a physical that accompanies it isn't very typical uh, right now. So I, I would lean more towards a seven. Got it. Cool. And uh, s- story. So in terms of story, I think, meaning just what, what's their significance? Like, what have they done differently? What sets them apart, right? What, how do they stand out? And to me, this is one of the first that I've seen do it successfully. I think, I think a lot of projects are like, oh, I'm going to send you a physical, right? <laughs> but they don't really end up doing it or yeah. it takes delays or whatnot. And I'm not sure. But you're the more of the art uh, connoisseur, Brian. So what do you think about uh, what they've done? Yeah, I like what they're doing a lot. I mean, it, like you said, there's a lot of projects that promise these physicals and, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big Clonex guy and an artifact and everything along those lines and we like get their shoes, but it's like, hey, we won't get the shoes for like 6 months to a right. year. And you're like, eh, you know, am I am I even going to want these in 6 months to a year? Of course we will, but it's just a long I'm impatient, you know. Right. So being able to get the print right away, and I think this is in this particular case, I know we're talking about the entire platform, but in this particular case with that like glow in the dark print, or if we're even talking about Axe, uh, Axe um, movable one, those come in physicals, I think it's really cool. And it's, it's a, it's a great story. Like if you have that print and you hang it up in your office or in your home, what a fun thing to do. Like right. when you have friends over and you tell them about this and how, how it's connected to an NFT and they're like, what are NFTs? And you're like, not only do I have a physical, but I have this digital representation I can sell and kind of go down that entire rabbit hole. So I think it tells a really good story. I would lean probably into a seven, but kind of default to what you're thinking as well. You know what? I'm going to give it a strong eight because I'm thinking, Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Cause they do sculptures. So they're doing unique stuff. Right. Like, and I read, if you go into the website, they talk about how they have kind of like two to three different points of authentication, either a signature from the artist or like a proof of authenticity certificate, kind of like a Wagyu beef, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so not only is the NFT obviously is authenticated, but the physical is authenticated. And I think there might apply, you know, mechanics to um, even read the NFT through your physical one day. They haven't done it yet, but I know a lot of companies are working on that, which is like applying blockchain onto the physical where they can read, you know, that this links to that particular NFT. So although that's not the case for Avant Art yet, I think it's coming. Like the like you said, dog years, right? The the industry moves so fast that i think they're doing some cool stuff you know having sculptures of artwork like you know it takes up space but it's it's interesting it's cool and i'll let you take producers yeah pr- producer um but i i'm i would put it at an eight and the reason why is they've been around for a while and they have major collaborations with major artists it's not easy to get some of these creators to buy into just any random NFT platform where they're going to be basically um, showcasing their name. So a lot of these major, like to see Alpha Centauri Kid want to do a drop and doing a drop, what, on November 22nd when the raffle ends, seeing him in that platform and he's so particular about where he goes and who he works with um, only only makes me even more bullish on this entire platform. So I think it's at least an eight and that gets us up to a 30 score, which I, I think this platform definitely deserves a good rating. Yeah. And for me, I really utilize the cuss as a barometer. Like if they don't have a good score, really, they don't check just some of the basic boxes that you look for in a project. I'm definitely not going to buy into it. And definitely if it hits the 30 mark, I'm looking to buy something from there. Uh, so Alvin Art, I'm definitely going to, 
uh, full disclosure, I actually entered the raffle, which you have to put in your credit card information. So if I win the raffle, I mean, when I win the raffle, it's five to six thousand dollars going to hit my credit card uh, for Brian or for myself. Who knows uh, for the uh, Alpha Centauri kit. So this is not like fluff like, oh, yeah, we love Alpha Centauri kit. I could show you a screenshot of, you know, of our raffle entered, you know, so. Uh, definitely a platform that I will utilize and trust because they've done so many collaborations with artists and and even museums, you know, the institutions. Yeah. So uh, art is like like you said, it has a utility of its own, and I, I, you know, it's that's why I love talking to you, Brian, because uh, we have different loves for NFTs, and that didn't even cross my mind that oh yeah, that's right, art is a utility itself because people can admire it, they can enjoy it. It's something that you know it can provide a lot of benefit. So yeah, on a high level, that's what it is. Uh, our cusps can really help identify and kind of steer you away from bad projects because you know a lot of people just don't spend the time to dig into projects and they need to right they should they what a lot of people tend to do is just fomo into oh you know brian's buying old pepin oh let's let's all do it <laughs> you know they don't really go through hey what's the utility what's the roadmap right what's the story behind this you know all the collaborations and you know those are the things that you know help you create an investment thesis and that's really really important yeah. Back to just having a plan overall. And, you know, Joe and I, every project that we we evaluate personally for NFT Nation, and they're usually the same always, um, that's, that's something we're always, you know, looking at very deep. We're trying to build a plan and how this is going to work out for us overall. Yep, absolutely. And we're going to, con- I mean, we continue doing that throughout the last few years, throughout the beer. I mean, it's just going to be more exciting for the bull. Um, I mean, blink of an eye. I mean, we spent a lot of time already. I, <laughs> we're going long, but that's how much I love talking about NFTs. That is not stopping. It's it's so exciting. I know we just talked about, you know, how the World Economic Forum <laughs> did a 50 page report on on how NFT is going to shape the future. So it's super exciting times. I'm so glad to be in this industry right now. Yeah, me too, man. I love it, and I love it even more when we have green days. Yeah, when when projects are going up, it makes you feel like okay, I made a good bet here. So. Um, I think uh, it's going to get even greener as the months go on here. So uh, in crypto and NFTs, so definitely exciting times. Yep, yep. And exciting when you have a strategy. When you come in here, you don't know what to do. Oh, I don't have a budget. And then when you do have a budget, like you don't know what to do with your budget, right? You don't execute on it. Uh, So, you know, in the light of transparency of, of what we have been doing, you know, talking about our budget and our portfolio strategy coming up, it'll be exciting to come back, you know, a few weeks from now. And maybe our maybe our background's all different, you know. Maybe you know it's full of bags of money, or all the all the collectibles are gone because <laughs> we got wiped out, right? <laughs> I hope I have uh, that ACK uh, physical in my background. That's 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 the goal. Everyone will know I scored if I if it's in the background. It's not gonna get sold. That's a personal collection for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll let everyone know in a few days. I don't know when the raffle gets results are, but yeah, we'll let everyone know for sure. <laughs> 22nd right day before thanksgiving because i was i I checked i have it i have it ready okay (laughs) if my wife screams hey you have a six thousand dollar charging credit card but oh i wanted a raffle (laughs) cool yeah so i'm excited for us to come back on and talk about this in the future we're gonna have a lot more coming uh so stick with this guy it's gonna be super super exciting thanks everyone all right guys